I'm on, Jason. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. God bless you. I'm on with um, Jeremiah Carswell, a good friend of mine from uh, Tennessee. And this is our second um, podcast, uh, part two of our podcast today. And um, so I just wanted to thank Jeremiah for being on today. And uh, just wanted to uh, give him an opportunity to share his testimony as well as um, anything that uh, God is speaking to his heart in this uh time of our lives it's uh with everything going on with uh COVID-19 and everything else going on uh in the world and um so Jeremiah God bless thanks so much for being on and um the mic's all yours thank you Jason I really appreciate you having me on and uh, Jason Hanley is a wonderful man of God um known him for quite some time and I'm really blessed that he's doing this podcast and uh grateful that he's given me the opportunity to come on. Um, really, my life was uh, always about ministry. I began uh, at a very early age, um, involved in youth groups, involved in worship team, eventually began pastoring. My wife and I decided to give up our careers to go into full-time pastoring um, about uh, 18 years ago. So we, we launched into that within a church in Alabama. And had been pastoring for uh, nine or ten years um, when I decided to mm-hmm. begin to study the scriptures a little more in depth and get away from some of the indoctrination that, that we had grown up knowing and begin to study uh, and, and discover who we are and who we're supposed to be as ambassadors for Christ. So I came across Mark 16, which I had I had come across numerous times before, as many of us had, and just saw it in a different light and saw that believers will uh, began to do these things as a result of being a believer. In other words, if we are a believer, uh, the evidence of these things should be in our lives of, of uh, laying hands on the sick and, and, and the prophesying in tongues, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, speaking in new yeah. tongues, and casting out demons. And I began to understand who we are. And when I discovered that, um, I just started stepping out, took it literally, and said, well, if we're called to do this, and I should just be able to do it. And the Father really kind of got my attention by saying, well, believers will do this. And my response obviously was, well, I am a believer. Why, why don't I see these things happening in my life? Why don't I see these things, these things happening in our church? And he responded with the same verse, believers will. And I, I, I clicked with me that it was an act of my will to obey and coincide and correspond to the things that he had directed us and commissioned us to do as ambassadors for Christ. So long story short, I began to just uh, step out, going out in the streets, Walmart, places like that, and begin to pray for people. And I started seeing people healed. And I did that for a few years, um, a couple of years, and Holy Spirit began to prompt me and say, well, you're not, you're, not, you're not duplicating. You're doing the work, but you're not discipling. You're not replenishing the ranks. And so I began to teach people and show people. And that's kind of been our course of history. Uh, over the past uh, 10 years now, so uh, going on 20 years in ministry and always having been in ministry has been a lifelong endeavor. And uh, it struck me so hard during that time frame about how much time I had wasted as a pastor, having never seen anything happen, having never really brought anybody to the Lord. It really struck me that we're really failing. So I became very passionate about equipping the body of Christ. So um catch you up to speed uh, in 2017 my wife and I moved to Tennessee and uh, and, and planted a, a ministry called 1620 mission um, it is somewhat of a, a somewhat of a traditional setting on Sunday morning but in an open forum classroom style environment 
And we begin to equip and teach and train people um, just in how to do urban evangelism, urban mission work. Um, and, and we do travel and hope to travel with Jason very soon to be able to go into other continents, other countries and nations, to be able to preach the gospel and to equip believers because that's what we're really passionate about. So that's a little bit about me. Um, one of the biggest things out of that testimony, which I consider is the biggest aspect of, of my whole life, um, is that testimony that how many years I pastored and I never knew and never understood, and never, never, it never registered with me how to function. I knew how to run a church. I knew how to run the organization, if you will. But I didn't, I didn't understand what it meant to live kingdom lifestyle. And as I began to discover that, I became passionate about being who we're called to be and also training people. So the biggest aspect of my testimony is just how long you can go on the same course of life in the wrong direction or just off track and never quite hit the mark. And that really registered that there are many people out there still doing their best, doing what they know to do, but there's so much more to do. So I'm grateful for Jason for having this podcast and equipping and training people um, in the scripture, in the word, not by doctrine, not by uh, uh, affiliation with denominational barriers and doctrines, um, but just in the unadulterated word and allowing the Holy Spirit to do his job to train and teach and lead us into all truth. So that's an awesome thing. So let's get it up to speed. Um, Jason asked, you know, you asked why or what is it that I am uh, I'm really hearing today with stuff that's going on in the world. And I would just like to take a moment and take everybody to Ephesians 2. Uh, if you have Bibles following along with the podcast today, go to Ephesians and just turn to verse 1. Ephesians 2, verse 1. It says, You were dead in trespasses and in sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now is at work in the sons of disobedience among whom we all once lived in the, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Another translation or version would read, a children that we are by nature children of destruction or children of disobedience, like the rest of mankind. Now, what I want to emphasize to everybody is all the things that we are seeing out in the world today, um, it's, a, it's a, a collage of, of uh, topics to cover. But what I want you to, to really be aware of is that people in the world today are living by what comes natural for them. Those who live by the flesh, it's because they live in a fleshly mind. They live in a natural mind. And those because they live by the mind of the spirit. What's in you and what you're living by and whether you've been born again or not born again is going to, it should determine what you're living out of. It should be the determinant of how you live. And people who are living, just like we just read in Ephesians 2, they're living by what comes natural to them. So when we respond to people, how we regard people and how we re interact with people should not be in response um, with retaliation or judgment or any type of criticism. We should tell the truth, but it should be with the grace and the mercy of knowing that they're living by what comes natural for them. Now, if you will also go to 2 Corinthians 5 with me with this, but I just want to connect it with this verse. 2 Corinthians 5, we know that we are new creations in Christ, those who are born again in Christ. But verse 17 specifically says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, and the old has passed away. Behold, the new has, has come, and all this is from God, who 
through Christ, reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's a very important factor, that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us this message of reconciliation. Therefore, verse 20, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Now emphasize that. You're a believer. If you're listening to this and you're born again, you've been called as an ambassador of Christ so that the Father is making a plea through you to the world. But it it requires you to be aware and active of what's going on. It doesn't require you to sit back and, and, and stay in a prayer closet all day long. That's for your benefit. That's for your communion and your intercessory time on behalf of people. But it also requires your presence. It requires your engagement. It requires your engagement with people. And in doing so, you can expect the Holy Spirit to do his part. He is right there with you, working through you, working in you to accomplish the things of the kingdom for the sake of the world. Now, let's back up just a couple of verses to verse 16. 16 says in 2 Corinthians 5, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Emphasize that. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to their flesh. So let's just answer this question. How are we to regard people and at the same time respond to them living according to this nature that they're part of? Because Ephesians 2 says they're living by nature. Let's really emphasize that again. They're doing what comes natural for them. Hate to make this comparison, but it's like a dog that is ferocious, he bites. You expect him to bite. You expect a snake to bite. It's their nature. And people who are not born again are living by the Spirit because they don't have the Spirit of God living in them. Because that's what Romans 8 says. That you will abide and live by the Spirit if His Spirit indeed lives in you. And that comes at the expense of Christ's sacrifice, reconciling to the Father so that He can be indwelling with us. You do have his spirit if you're a believer. If you're born again, you have a spirit living in you. But those who are not with him, they live according to their flesh and it comes natural for them. I really want to emphasize that word natural. It comes natural. What I mean by that is, what it means is, they don't even think about it. It is instinctive that they live by what comes natural for them. And unfortunately, following the course of this world, the prince of the power of the air always comes at the expense of other people in a self-preservation mode of living. The kingdom mindset is not such. The kingdom mindset is always living at a point of complete sacrifice for the sake of bringing people into truth. It doesn't matter what it costs me or you. My life should be laid down, taking up my cross daily, denying self for the sake of preaching this gospel and demonstrating it with works of power, the Holy Spirit working through us. So understand this, that what's going on in the world today is what's happening as a result of Ephesians 6, where we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And those principalities and powers and spirits of wickedness and authorities in high places or heavenly places are working and functioning and manufacturing their own agenda through mankind. So you can't respond according to the flesh. You can't respond to the acts of the people's flesh. You can respond, like for instance, if a criminal commits a crime the criminal's going to go you know if justice is served they're going to go to prison they're going to go to jail or or be be cited whatever the case may be but how we regard them 
is not our response to them. We may have to respond, in other words, with justice, but also we need to understand mercy, too. We need to understand grace and mercy. And if it has to do with us, to whatever degree it has to do with us, to live peaceably with all men without compromising our kingdom standard. We, we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind, not conformed, right? So that means we have to set a standard because otherwise what will happen is world peace would require us to bow to whatever is peaceful to everybody else. And that's just not the kingdom. The kingdom rather is showing people what real peace looks like. But that requires us to get past our own uh, flesh and not regard people, not even to regard ourselves according to our flesh. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And your spirit's been born again according to the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. And you must live and respond that way in order. That's what's going. If there's going to be a thing that transforms society, that transforms lives, it's going to be that right there. But responding, reacting to the flesh, by the flesh, will only produce more flesh. Never allow, never allow sin against you or offenses against you ever to produce sin in you. Your life should be a reflection of the Father through the resurrection of Christ. It should not be a reflection or a projection of others' sin against you. So as Ephesians 2 says, those who live by nature, they're doing what comes natural for them. But love overcomes that. And love will cause compassion. If, here's, what, here's the statement that I, I, I always emphasize and teach with people and I remind myself of daily by the Holy Spirit. If they knew who they were, they would not have done what they've done. They knew who they were created to be. They would not have done what they've done. So remember that. I don't want to victimize everybody who's living in sinful nature. That's not my point. My point, though, is that they truly are the victims because they're deceived by the prince of the power, the God of this world. We're the light. We're the city on the hill. We're the salt of the earth. I suggest we get salty and be about the father's business, putting our flesh aside and not allowing ourselves to become offended by things against us. But instead, fight for those who are fighting against us. So I'll leave you with that today. And I pray that you take this to heart and that you're not only not that you're not only persuaded, but you're blessed by it to realize that you have such a responsibility, such a great and awesome responsibility to reconcile the world to the father because you're an ambassador for Christ. So let's let's leave off with this statement again. If they knew who they were, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. It's your job to show them who they are. And Holy Spirit's job to bring it to fruition. But God is working through us to reconcile the world to himself. And I just encourage us all to be sure of that. No timidity. No uh, caution. No resistance. Just be about the Father's business. And you can expect you can expect the Father, by the Holy Spirit, is going to be co-laboring right alongside you. Because you're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ and co-laborers with him for the purpose of the kingdom. So get busy, guys. I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to drop this with you today and thankful to, uh, to Jason um, with Communion of Fire. And really pray that you guys take this to heart and everyone realizes what great responsibility and privilege we have in this earth. So I bless you guys. Jason, I'm done. Well, brother, thank you so much. Thank you for that amazing message. I know I've heard you speak a few, uh, on a few occasions, and um, it's always just a blessing. And so um, I thank you for your time and 
thank you for your um, message and your testimony. And um, just God bless your work and everything that you and your wife and family um, have set your hand to do there in uh, Tennessee. And um, God bless. And once again, everyone, this has been um, Communion of Fire Weekly podcast. And just uh, look forward to you tuning in next week. God bless you all. I'm on, Jason. All right. Good afternoon, everyone. God bless you. I'm on with um, Jeremiah Carswell, a good friend of mine from uh, Tennessee. And this is our second um, podcast, uh, part two of our podcast today. And um, so I just wanted to thank Jeremiah for being on today. And uh, just wanted to uh, give him an opportunity to share his testimony as well as um, anything that uh, God is speaking to his heart in this podcast. time of our lives it's uh with everything going on with uh COVID-19 and everything else going on uh in the world and um so Jeremiah God bless thanks so much for being on and um the mic's all yours thank you Jason I really appreciate you having me on and uh Jason Hanley is a wonderful man of God um known him for quite some time and I'm really blessed that he's doing this podcast and uh grateful that he's given me the opportunity to come on. Um, really, my life was uh, always about ministry. I began at a very early age, um, involved in youth groups, involved in worship team, eventually began pastoring. My wife and I decided to give up our careers to go into full-time pastoring um, about uh, 18 years ago. So we, we launched into that within a church in Alabama. And had been pastoring for uh, nine or ten years um, when I decided to begin to study the scriptures a little more in depth and get away from some of the indoctrination that, that we had grown up knowing and begin to study uh, and, and discover who we are and who we're supposed to be as ambassadors for Christ. So I came across Mark 16, which I had I had come across numerous times before, as many of us had, and just saw it in a different light and saw that believers will uh, began to do these things as a result of being a believer. In other words, if we are a believer, uh, the evidence of these things should be in our lives of, of uh, laying hands on the sick and, and, and the prophesying in tongues, speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, speaking in new yeah. tongues, and casting out demons. And I began to understand who we are. And when I discovered that, um, I just started stepping out, took it literally, and said, well, if we're called to do this, and I should just be able to do it. And the Father really kind of got my attention by saying, well, believers will do this. And my response obviously was, well, I am a believer. Why, why don't I see these things happening in my life? Why don't I see these things, these things happening in our church? And he responded with the same verse, believers will. And I, I, I clicked with me that it was an act of my will to obey and coincide and correspond to the things that he had directed us and commissioned us to do as ambassadors for Christ. So long story short, I began to just uh, step out, going out in the streets, Walmarts, places like that, and begin to pray for people. And I started seeing people healed. And I did that for a few years. Um, a couple of years and Holy Spirit began to prompt me and say, well, you're not you're not you're not duplicating. You're doing the work, but you're not discipling. You're not replenishing the ranks. And so I began to teach people and show people. And that's kind of been our course of history. 
uh, over the past uh, 10 years now. So uh, going on 20 years in ministry and always having been in ministry has been a lifelong endeavor. And uh, it struck me so hard during that time frame about how much time I had wasted as a pastor, having never seen anything happen, having never really brought anybody to the Lord. It really struck me that we're really failing. So I became very passionate about equipping the body of Christ. So um, catch you up to speed. Uh, in 2017, my wife and I moved to Tennessee and, uh, and, and planted a, a ministry called 1620 Mission. Um, it is somewhat of a, a somewhat of a traditional setting on Sunday morning, but in an open forum classroom style environment. And we began to equip and teach and train people uh, just in how to do urban evangelism, urban mission work. Um, and, and we do travel and hope to travel with Jason very soon to be able to go into other continents, other countries and nations, to be able to preach the gospel and to equip believers, because that's what we're really passionate about. So that's a little bit about me. Um, one of the biggest things out of that testimony, which I consider is the biggest aspect of, of my whole life, um, is that testimony that how many years I pastored and I never knew and never understood, and never, never, it never registered with me how to function. I knew how to run a church. I knew how to run the organization, if you will. But I didn't, I didn't understand what it meant to live kingdom lifestyle. And as I began to discover that, I became passionate about being who we're called to be and also training people. So the biggest aspect of my testimony is just how long you can go on the same course of life in the wrong direction or just off track and never quite hit the mark. And that really registered that there are many people out there still doing their best, doing what they know to do, but there's so much more to do. So I'm grateful for Jason for having this podcast and equipping and training people um, in the scripture, in the word, not by doctrine, not by uh, uh, affiliation with denominational barriers and doctrines. Um, but just in the unadulterated word and allowing the Holy Spirit to do his job, to train and teach and lead us into all truth. So that's an awesome thing. So let's get it up to speed. Um, Jason asked, you know, you asked why or what is it that I am, uh, I'm really hearing today with stuff that's going on in the world. And I would just like to take them on and take everybody to Ephesians 2. Uh, if you have Bibles following along with the podcast today, go to Ephesians. And just turn to verse 1, Ephesians 2, verse 1. It says, You were dead in trespasses and in sins, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now is at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the, in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Another translation or version would read a children that we are by nature, children of destruction or children of disobedience like the rest of mankind. Now, what I want to emphasize to everybody is all the things that we are seeing out in the world today. Um, it's a it's a, a collage of of uh, topics to cover. But what I want you to, to really be aware of is that people in the world today are living by what comes natural for them. Those who live by the flesh, it's because they live in a fleshly mind. They live in a natural mind. And those because they live by the mind of the spirit what's in you and what you're living by and whether you've been born again or not born again is going to, it should determine what you're living out of it should be the determinant of how you live and people who are living just like we just read in ephesians 2 they're living by what comes natural to them so when we respond to people how we regard people and how we re interact with people should not be in response um 
with retaliation or judgment or any type of criticism. We should tell the truth, but it should be with the grace and the mercy of knowing that they're living by what comes natural for them. Now, if you will also go to 2 Corinthians 5 with me with this, but I just want to connect it with this verse. 2 Corinthians 5, we know that we are new creations in Christ, those who are born again in Christ. But verse 17 specifically says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation, and the old has passed away. Behold, the new has, has come. And all this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That's a very important factor, that we've been given the ministry of reconciliation. That is, that in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us this message of reconciliation. Therefore, verse 20, we are ambassadors for Christ, God making his appeal through us. Now emphasize that you're a believer. If you're listening to this and you're born again, you've been called as an ambassador of Christ so that the father is making a plea through you to the world. But it requires it requires you to be aware and active of what's going on. It doesn't require you to sit back and, and, and stay in a prayer closet that long, that's for your benefit. That's for your communion and your intercessory time on behalf of people. But it also requires your presence. It requires your engagement. It requires your engagement with people. And in doing so, you can expect the Holy Spirit to do his part. He is right there with you, working through you, working in you to accomplish the things of the kingdom for the sake of the world. Now, let's back up just a couple of verses. To verse 16. 16 says in 2 Corinthians 5, From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Emphasize that. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to their flesh. So let's just answer this question. How are we to regard people and at the same time, respond to them living according to this nature that they're part of. Because Ephesians 2 says they're living by nature. Let's really emphasize that again. They're doing what comes natural for them. Hate to make this comparison, but it's like a dog that is ferocious. He bites. You expect him to bite. You expect a snake to bite. It's their nature. And people who are not born again are living by the Spirit because they don't have the Spirit of God living in them. Because that's what Romans 8 says that you will abide and live by the Spirit if His Spirit indeed lives in you. And that comes at the expense of Christ's sacrifice, reconciling to the Father so that He can be indwelling with us. But you do have His Spirit if you're a believer. If you're born again, you have a Spirit living in you. But those who are not with Him, they live according to their flesh and it comes natural for them. I really want to emphasize that word natural. It comes natural. What I mean by that is, what it means is, they don't even think about it. It is instinctive that they live by what comes natural for them. And unfortunately, following the course of this world, the prince of the power of the air always comes at the expense of other people in a self-preservation mode of living. The kingdom mindset is not such. The kingdom mindset is always living at a point of complete sacrifice for the sake of bringing people into truth. It doesn't matter what it costs me or you. My life should be laid down, taking up my cross daily, denying self for the sake of preaching this gospel and demonstrating it with works of power, the Holy Spirit working through us. 
So understand this, that what's going on in the world today is what's happening as a result of Ephesians 6, where we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. And those principalities and powers and spirits of wickedness and authorities in high places or heavenly places are working and functioning and manufacturing their own agenda through mankind. So you can't respond according to the flesh. You can't respond to the acts of the people's flesh. You can respond, like for instance, if a criminal commits a crime, the criminal's going to go, you know, if justice is served, they're going to go to prison. They're going to go to jail or, or be, be cited, whatever the case may be. But how we regard them is not our response to them. We may have to respond, in other words, with justice, but also we need to understand mercy, too. We need to understand grace and mercy. And if it has to do with us, to whatever degree it has to do with us, to live peaceably with all men without compromising our kingdom standard. We, we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind, not conformed. Right? So that means we have to set a standard. Because otherwise, what will happen is world peace would require us to bow to whatever is peaceful to everybody else. And that's just not the kingdom. The kingdom, rather, is showing people what real peace looks like. But that requires us to get past our own uh, flesh and not regard people, not even to regard ourselves according to our flesh. You are a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. And your spirit's been born again according to the righteousness of God. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. And you must live and respond that way in order. That's what's going. If there's going to be a thing that transforms society, that transforms lives, it's going to be that right there. But responding, reacting to the flesh, by the flesh, will only produce more flesh. Never allow, never allow sin against you or offenses against you ever to produce sin in you. Your life should be a reflection of the Father through the resurrection of Christ. It should not be a reflection or a projection of others' sin against you. So as Ephesians 2 says, those who live by nature, they're doing what comes natural for them. But love overcomes that. And love will cause compassion. If, here's, what, here's the statement that I, I, I always emphasize and teach with people and I remind myself of daily by the Holy Spirit. If they knew who they were, they would not have done what they've done. If they knew who they were created to be, they would not have done what they've done. So remember that. I don't want to victimize everybody who's living in sinful nature. That's not my point. My point, though, is that they truly are the victims because they're deceived by the prince of the power, the God of this world. We're the light. We're the city on the hill. We're the salt of the earth. I suggest we get salty and be about the Father's business, putting our flesh aside and not allowing ourselves to become offended by things against us, but instead fight for those who are fighting against us. So I'll leave you with that today, and I pray that you take this to heart and that you're not only, not, that you're not only persuaded, but you're blessed by it to realize that you have such a responsibility, such a great and awesome responsibility to reconcile the world to the Father. Because you're an ambassador for Christ. So let's, let's leave off with this statement again. If they knew who they were, they wouldn't be doing what they're doing. It's your job to show them who they are and Holy Spirit's job to bring it to fruition. But God is working through us to reconcile the world to himself. And I just encourage us all to be sure of that. No timidity, no uh, caution, no resistance. Just be about the Father's business. And you can expect... You can expect the Father, by the Holy Spirit, is going to be co-laboring right alongside you because you're heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ and co-laborers with him for the purpose of the kingdom. So get busy, guys. 
I'm really grateful for the opportunity to be able to drop this with you today and thankful to, uh, to Jason um, with Communion of Fire. And I really pray that you guys take this to heart and everyone realizes what great responsibility and privilege we have in this, sir. So I bless you guys. Jason, I'm done. Well, brother, thank you so much. Thank you for that amazing message. I know I've heard you speak a few, uh, on a few occasions, and um, it's always just a blessing. And so um, I thank you for your time, and uh, thank you for your um, message and your testimony. And um, just God bless your work and everything that you and your wife and family um, have set your hand to do there in uh, Tennessee. And um, God bless. And once again, everyone, this has been... Um, Communion of Fire weekly podcast and just uh, look forward to you tuning in next week. God bless you all.